W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman And all the movies we have to watch are Michael's Most every single movie we watch are Michael's There are many movies that I would like to watch But I can't cause we gotta watch Michael's <laughs> gonna be the one to save me cause after all we're going to watch Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you? I am good, Carl. Uh, it's exciting to be back on Mutiny Radio as we are every Sunday. That's mutinyradio.fm. You can find it on the internet. You can stream it. I stream it on my podcast app. I have to, it's a .m3u file, uh-huh. but I type it in and I can listen to Mutiny Radio on the go. So uh, we're on the go every Sunday at 2 p.m. We follow what's really happening with Luke. I hope it was a good show, Luke. Uh, and we hope you are listening every Sunday with us. If you don't have time, follow our podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl is also... The mastermind behind our theme song, the mastermind behind research, and the mastermind behind our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's the same podcast episode, but with the movie attached. What movie? Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. That's our what we do every week. Carl, what is the movie this week? This week, we will watch Wonderwall 1968. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Wonderwall. One word. One. I wonder why. It's Wonderwall, 1968. And the channel we like is Flick Vault. Oh, I like Fuck Vault. Oh no, it's capital L, capital I. Flick Vault. Flick yeah, Vault. Flick Vault. If you haven't subscribed to Flick Vault, subscribe to Flick Vault. <laughs> uh, there's so much stuff on Flick Vault, and yeah. so we're very excited to find Wonderwall. So go ahead, as Carl says, type in Wonderwall. 1968 find the version i found it after three from film vault they're hosting it hit play hit pause no click the link and then hit pause there's no play button yet when we say go then you hit play now that's a lot of information to digest don't play with me don't play with me we want you to also donate to mutinyradio.fm we have a patreon page we have a uh, Venmo page, and there's a third page too. Whatever, just send us some money at the mutinyradio.fm. You can even mail a check. Uh, they'll do it. No, don't mail a check. It's right. crazy. I mail do. It still hasn't of... been cashed. I sent yeah. our rent in. It still is not cashed. What was it? 2019. 
You still, guys, you still haven't cashed that check from 2019. It's gone. It's stale. Well, I guess we're unaccountable for October 2019. All right. Well, all this great banter is going to be coming up shortly. We're also very excited because Carl is hosting a celebrity comedian countdown. Our countdown is going to be given by none other than a celebrity comedian. I have not heard this recording, but it's one of the many things producer Carl, producer Carl, Carl produces uh, here. Let's take it away, Carl, producer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Keith Howe. Welcome, Keith. Oh, thank you, thank you. Now, my name is Carl, and I don't have a last name, but if I did, it would be Haupt, and that means that I'm your father. It's true, yeah. Now, I want to start out, you know what movie we're watching today, and that's the reason I asked you to be mm -hmm. on the podcast and do our countdown. Now, the Beatles broke up in 1970, right? Here we're sitting in 2022, so that's 52 years ago, right? Long time. Yeah, so how is it you can be a Beatles fan and even a George Harrison fan? Well, I think it's really you. I grew up with you in my year. You gave me, uh, I remember for one of my birthdays, you gave me a little red iPod and it had the majority of the Beatles music. Yeah. <laughs> right. That kind of started my kick, and you know it's modern day. There's, there's a uh, streaming app music. I have Apple Music. I have access to everyone's discography. It's very easy. Now Apple Music is not the Beatles app. No, no, different Apple. <laughs> now um, there was it wasn't Guitar Hero. It was the competitor. But they had the Beatles edition. The Beatles rock band. Yeah. Now that also it did help launch my career. Yeah. The thing is that like I made. If I had come to you boys and been like, hey, I love this band, I don't know, I think you would have rejected it, right? But I think you guys fell in love on your own with mm -hmm. this Guitar Hero game. Did I give you the flash drive after? It, mu it must have been. Yeah. It must have been after you, yeah. So, so, so it was me. I put it in your, yeah. I mean, first you discovered it on your own with the game. And then well, I, may, I don't know, maybe you like, uh, put that in our pocket. Now, why George Harrison? I mean, there were, you know, John and Paul, uh, they're artists, they're, you know, George was the third wheel. John has problems, you know, Paul's, Paul's preppy of Blackbird, you know. <laughs> I think I just enjoyed George's music the most. It felt the most heartfelt. I kind of, mm -hmm. His spirituality is a lot. It's very interesting. And John and Paul and Ringo didn't really get into that as much as him. Right. He played sitar. Yeah, they did follow the Maharishi, right? For they a did. time, George latched on. Yeah. So, did, had, did you always like the sitar music, the Indian-sounding music? I do enjoy it from the yeah. Beatles days. From, or? Yeah, from the Beatles. Okay, now you got into uh, George Harrison's solo records, mm -hmm. and one of them was "All Things Must Pass." One of his best, and that was a, a triple. Album. Yeah, well, it was right after uh, the Beatles had broken up. He had a lot of songs that the Beatles wouldn't put on his album, so right. he, was, he was tired of giving them to people. Bob Dylan and Jimi Hendrix were his own. Now, you received from your girlfriend a present. It was the did, three. Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, well, recently it was the 50th anniversary of uh, George Harrison's All Things Must Pass, so that really dates it. That's yeah, nice. yeah. Uh, it was a triple, what, triple album is what you call it. So there's three vinyls, and it came with a poster and uh, a lot of uh, covers for the albums. And uh, 
shirt came with it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was a present from It was a present from my girlfriend, so I guess that shows how how much I like this to wear charity. But, you all... Oh, but I had already owned it. <laughs> you already owned the record. Now, did you tell your girlfriend? No, no, I didn't. This is a good boyfriend right here. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you. You didn't go, oh, I already have this. Well, it did benefit you as well. It's a, now you got an album in your pocket. Yes, actually. So therefore, my son gave it to me, and I've been spinning those he tracks. The old one. Yeah, <laughs> not the new one, of course. I understand. Um, okay, so did you? You've seen this film in mm -hmm. preparation for this. Did you like the um, the music? Music was kind of outshined the movie. Uh, music outshined the movie. Yeah. Well, it's it's not exactly traditional but it's enjoyable i think uh i think his playing and learning is really eventful mm -hmm. now mike spiegelman could not stand the music really isn't he wrong he is wrong <laughs> okay also there were some things recorded in london with the remio mm. four which was really Ringo and Eric Clapton, mm. and this stuff was the rock stuff. And I think that you appreciate one of those songs. Um, yeah, well, uh, what was it? Oh, it's uh, during the we, skiing, right? During the skiing, yeah. That I enjoyed that song a lot. It was uh, featured in a documentary on George Harrison, um, "Living in the Material World." Right. Um, so that's where I was introduced to the song, and that was kind of in my head. And then I watched the movie, and I was like, "Hey, there it is." And, and what about, you can hear the distinct Rico style. Yeah, well, he's, instead of like this, he's like this. So you can hear, it's different. Because he's left-handed, but he's playing right-handed. Mm -hmm. And that, like, this weird lag, is just <laughs> a little behind, but it's a microsecond, right? It really, it does add to it. Yeah. Okay, so also, um, you've seen the movie, and did you enjoy the movie itself? I did enjoy the movie. It is very old. Um, I guess that's kind of the point of the show, right? Uh, I did have a couple questions about it. Yeah, go ahead. Like the apples. I, I, I didn't understand. Yeah, okay. So in my research for the film, they made it very clear, the director made it very clear, there had nothing to do with Apple Records. It no. was just a coincidence. Did they make the movie before he made the soundtrack? Because they were going to get the, the Bee Gees, right? They were going to get the Bee Gees. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the order in which things happened. Of course, we do know all the dates, mm. so I could probably figure it out. But um, see, it was recorded in Bombay in January of '68, London in December oh. of '67. Yeah, that's when the Bee Bee Gees dropped out '67. Okay, so probably he did not have the music before. Okay. Uh, he, he probably filmed it not knowing what he was going to get from George Harrison. One of the things he did not get from George Harrison was the one in which George Harrison sang. Yeah, like, uh, I guess George just didn't think he would have wanted lyrics on his Right. It's a music soundtrack. But, I mean, the guy making the movie must have been pissed because this is a Beatle. Yeah, I don't know that, uh, yeah, well, not like a missed opportunity. Yeah, missed opportunity. But he didn't miss the opportunity. Director's cut. Right, the director's cut. So after Wonderwall popularized, after Oasis popularized the 
term Wonder Walt in their song. He got the opportunity to make a director's cut, and uh, George found all of the old original tapes to remaster for the, yeah, and this song came up and it ended up in there. Now there was also a song recorded, um, what was it called? It's the B-side of Lady Madonna. Inner Light. The Inner Light, right. I love that one. It's a good one, right? So I don't know why that didn't make it into the film, but it did make it into the B-side of uh, Lady Madonna. So, so it's not here. Okay, you have questions about the movie besides the apple. Um, it was a little confusing. The ending. Yeah. I, maybe it was just a, a directorial choice to have the lady turn into stars or something. Yeah. Maybe it was, it was just like a way to end the movie. Right. Um, I don't know that I should spoil it, although if people watch this show, oh, they know I spoil me. things all the time. Yeah, yeah. The movie kind of didn't end right, and I'm sure we're going to cover that during the podcast. The movie... I mean, he kind of, he kind of, he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he returns to his normal life. You would think after that experience, mm -hmm. something new would happen with him, you know, and, and not. Um, I think I, maybe I mentioned something wrong. Uh, no, we talked about the ending, how it ended a little weird. We talked about the apple. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing was, like, it's a little creepy how he spied on them and broke yeah. in maybe that was just part of the it's surrealism it's not like a real story so i i can kind of understand and accept that but the, the guy's a pervert mm -hmm. he's like wonderwall the name of the movie he stares through a hole in the wall at naked woman the majority of the movie is naked woman uh well i mean isn't he seeing a photo sh photo shoots i mean isn't yeah. he is, doesn't he represent the straight life? And then through the wall, he saw the hippie life, the psychedelic life. Something different. And kind of the, the awakening in the 60s. Right. I mean, he didn't do anything perverted on his side of the no. wall. He was just watching. He did see her in various states of undress. <laughs> but I don't think that his but primary... He fell in love with the idea of different. Yeah, than more woman. than he wasn't just creeping on a woman, right? He was creeping on the idea of, of uh, yeah, spirituality, maybe. I don't know. It's different. Now, it's something he, different, not regular. He saved her. He did. He saved her life. He screamed. Yeah, very terribly, right? Very terribly. Very. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're gonna see this movie in a minute anyway, and. Uh, that won't spoil the experience for you, even though no. you kind of know what's happening. It, this is a listen. I'll spoil movies all the time. By the way, in the end of Titanic, the <laughs> ship sinks. It goes down. Okay, Keith. Yes. Everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. That means they must press play at the exact same moment, and that is why you have been employed to be our celebrity. Counter. Countdown. So how about you go ahead, Keith, and give us that celebrity countdown. All right, well, thanks for having me. Here we are. Three, two, one, go. All right. Fuck vault. Vault. Fuck vault. Fuck vault. Ooh. 
Now that was a good celebrity comedian. Countdown. Oh, I have to say that was a terrific celebrity comedian. Who, it, uh, I hope, I hope you guys my son. Interesting. <laughs> All right. A hippie, right? This is 1968. Right. So British. What are we looking at. We are looking at life itself, Carl. No, it's uh, it's a smudge on the projector from 1968. <laughs> can I can I hit pause? Mute. Uh, no. No. Well, don't hit pause. Oh, you mean mute? Yeah. Go ahead if you want. Oh, I will. Okay, so. No, I mean, listen, uh, you mute whenever you want, but like there's some interesting music and there's some places where you're going to want to Yo, Just let me know. I'm I'm Johnny on the draw. I got my remote control here at the studio. Wall. I will be Johnny. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Okay, now there's some amoebas. That reminds me of a joke. These two <laughs> amoebas were on a toilet seat, but one got pissed off. Ah. <laughs> That's really it. Could be anything. I I heard that joke as an ant. Oh, introducing the fool. Yeah, that's a Dutch collective. They did a lot of the art direction, the sets. They were always working for the Beatles. Like what? What would I recognize as a a fool? A, which one? What would you recognize as the yeah, fool collective's like, work? Um, yeah. Beatles wise, the inner sleeve for Sergeant Pepper. Designs oh. for the short-lived Apple Boutique in London's Baker Street. Um, the Apple building itself. John Lennon's Rolls-Royce and George Harrison's Mini Coopers. Which are both oh. iconic. They're crazy cars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I know the inner sleeve of Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. That's pretty. So this is probably their initial and maybe their only forte into a movie? I would doubt it. I, I didn't look them up that much. I just know... Decor, the title card, yeah, uh, the um, uh, set designing. A lot of this, the look of this feel, a uh, look and feel of the apartment that we're going to be peering into, uh, was all done by the fool. And they even put Mae West and Greta Garbo on the wall. You'll see. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to it. I do. Do you feel like watching a movie? It's exciting to see, like. A set design, cool, a cool set design. Yeah, I mean, okay, this is what we're looking at. Right. This is Professor Oscar Collins. Now, why is he called a professor when he doesn't profess? He is working in a lab. But well, you know, he has a desk job, you know why? Because he, he shot around off in class and they, uh, <laughs> they said, that's it. You're out of control, Professor. <laughs> Give me Collins, your gun. You cannot just pop a cap in the ass of a kid here. You got, you're going to be working the desk for six weeks. <laughs> so Is all there... we're learning right now, I mean, this guy's doing his best Einstein impression. And he just came out of a movie called the, it was by Roman Polanski called The Vampire Killers, in which he played this eccentric I... professor. That's so... the only Polanski movie I've seen twice, like, or three okay. times. I've seen that movie like three times. It's, it's, it's impeccable. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's good. It's like a pop culture. recommend movie. I see it? Yeah, do you like uh, Harvey Kurtzman cartoons and National Lamp and uh, Playboy magazine in the nineteen fifties? I Remember? guess. Well, we're do you like little Annie Fanny? Killers. Yeah, it has this like cool Playboy comic magazine, like okay, uh, you know, like style to it. I don't know. It's weird. It's very uh, pop culturey. It's good. 
I'll put it in my queue. But yeah, but also he's a he's an awful person, and you should not support his art. Okay. There's other things you could watch. Take it off your queue. Wait, oh, wait. what? <laughs> no, no, this bitch made this for me. I'm gonna uh, watch it. I don't care what he did. I will watch the movie al only. All right. Yeah, that's the only movie I really seen of his. Like I've seen a couple other films, and I stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they mentioned in the credits, music is by George Harrison M-B-E. Uh, Did that's you notice his, that? He's the knighted by the oh, queen. Do you have to put that in your movie credit? Like, if you get knighted by the queen, you have to say, It is Carl. pretty beauty. Okay, so Here's... all we've learned is he's an absent-minded professor. He had a to-do list, which included giving cheese to the mice. We're basically learning his routine as a stodgy, this is his routine to leave every day. He checks the gauges. Uh-huh. I don't know. Why? What does absent-minded mean? Means you're like forgetful. I don't think so. Why not? I think it's a slur. I think it's saying like, you know, this guy, is, there's something else going on and people are just kind of putting him down. No, absent-minded literally means you're forgetful. Okay. And, and but why the, are always professors absent-minded? No, it was all popularized by Einstein. You see, Einstein was a genius, but yet he would do all these stupid fuck-ups, you know? So he was the absent-minded professor. And when he got big in the 50s, that would be like, Albert Einstein, the absent-minded professor. That's how that thing got into our nomenclature, if that's the right word. Totally. Oh, I want an elevator like that. You go down in an elevator where you can't even fit in. Right. You could totally pinch your fingers in the sliding thing. Yeah, right. Oh, totally. Like, let's say let's say you do stick your dick in there. Do you think it would probably... <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they kicked me out of the building. <laughs> I don't blame them. I'd kick me out, too. Okay, now this is a little funny. He opens his umbrella to get his key to the door. Well, he's quirky, and he's a weirdo. And okay. we're about to enter an episode of Hoarders. Now, this is designed by the fool, his house. Uh, you know what? I'm not sure about that, Mike. Uh, I don't know that... Uh... Okay. No, it's all right. It's just... decorated in pre-Raphaite Gothic tones, kind of images of kings and queens in a fairy tale poem, most hidden behind piles of piles of papers. So, like dark green walls with Victorian murals. I don't think the fool did this side. Oh, whoa! That's very religious. He's praying. Um, it's supposed to contrast with like all the psychedelia next door, I guess, and uh, like he's the. Oh, now watch. This is like one of his absent-minded professor moves, right? He's getting, he's relaxing his feet. Going out, yeah, man. But he left his socks on, you silly absent-minded professor. Oh, I forgot to take my socks off on pouring boiling water <laughs> on my feet. Why are my feet not scolded? Oh, right, I have socks. <laughs> And it's Twinkle. sort of like, it's like wop, 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 wah, you know. It's cool. George Harrison, so it's like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> wah, 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 So because he's a workaholic and a professor, he's looking at a microscope at home, but there's this racket next door. 
Uh-huh. Like music racket or like a yeah. tennis racket? Go ahead. Give it a listen. Okay. Oh, shit. I'm not prepared. Wah, 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 wah. You think Genie would come out of the bottle by this point? <laughs> yeah, you've quit on it. You've quit. Yeah, on I it. guess I have. I have. Oh, hey. I'm gonna be the most hated person. All right, you can quit on it. Listen, we'll listen to the real soundtrack for this film. Sure. Well, that's it. I told them. I knocked on the door on the wall. Uh, uh. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. I love this music. You know, you just. Wow. Well, you know, I mean, that's uh, the word I was on the street. Oh, no, that's backbeat. Backbeat? I, hate I wish that. you. Okay, so he's yeah. in frustration, he throws an alarm clock. And all he ends up doing is knocking over his nice butterflies. He also oh. learned how time flies. Right, time, exactly. Yeah. Later, he will, like, making fun of the cleaning lady, referring to it as my time machine. But oh, he mocks the, the cleaning lady? Later on, he will, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh, yes, he canceled, Mike? Oh, no, I don't know. I haven't seen this movie yet. <laughs> okay, so he is about to discover camera obscura. Camera from, obscura? Coming from, you know what that is, right? You've heard of it? Yeah, I've, there's one in San Francisco, this famous camera obscura right mm -hmm. by the, the ocean, by the cliff house. Have and you been? Several times, yeah, man. It's fucking, so you walk it, you pay, they have a little booth right we get a yeah. ticket and it's right at the cliffs right it's at the cliff house and you mm -hmm. can hear the splash and you can see like there's a little seal mountain or what have you and you go inside and it's pitch dark except for some notes about the history of the camera obscura and you go in and there's a pinpoint on the on the roof right, right? everything's black except for this one white pin booth and then right below the pinpoint is this like i don't know like a contact lens like but big like a big ball yeah, like you, yeah. but there's no punch in it but what it does <laughs> is that you can see the reflection and so you can see the entire like uh, ocean outside right know? and yeah they put it on the floor so that it doesn't appear to you upside down you see a camera obscura comes out upside down so that's why like um they would when it was discovered in i don't know arabia it was discovered in the middle east and they would do it in the desert in a tent and it would always be upside down on the other side of the wall. These huh. guys were smart enough to put it at the top. So now he has found the hole which Camera Obscura came through, and he's peeping. That's his wonder wall. Right. That is yeah. going to become his wonder wall. Absolutely. Now, is his wonder wall because he can just look directly at her or because it also produces this Camera Obscura? No, you see, that's the thing I think it's weak about the film. The camera obscura will now go away, and he'll just be peeping. I think wow. it would be so much better if he was doing the same thing he does in the film, but he's got a bunch of camera obscuras, you know? Right, I mean, oh, yeah. 
he would be upside down so he could see everything properly. But no, nope, he's going to have a wonder wall, a peeping Tom wonder wall. Have you ever heard the story of this movie called Peeping Tom? No. All right. So this is like a 1960s film, right? And 66 maybe. And it has like this glorious, like, it's British. It has like uh, it's basically about a guy who photographs. Uh, he has a camera, right? And he stabs women. He has like a knife in his tripod, right? And he also records, films them as they die, and they see a reflection of them. Oh. And then he goes and he watches it and he jerks off to it. No, like he has a projector. I'm not seeing this film. So no, but this film was produced by. Oh, go ahead, Carl. No, I was just noticing some of the moths and butterflies fly away. Now you know that thing couldn't be; they wouldn't be alive in there. Maybe from the um, they would not be animated either. Yeah, you see the cartoon. This is the only uh -huh. time you'll see it too. Oh, and George Harrison is noodling away, noodling, but I like this butter butterfly. Uh, so anyway, there's a movie called Peeping Tom. Yeah. Right? So he he steps, and it was, uh, and at the end he dies and he gets killed and he sees his own reflection, but. Okay. Uh, that's it, just this, I guess. It, it was produced, written, and uh, directed by these guys who made the red shoes about a ballerina. It's a beautiful film where her shoes won't force her to dance. And also this like British war movies. Ooh, it ruined their career. This mm. is like a big like kiss me stupid uh, stupid bad film. Right, right. That like right. threw everyone off. It was like psychoishly like graphic and just kind of thing. But it's about voyeurism and movies. Mm. And so to have a camera obscura in there, you would figure they would do a little, like, indict the audience and saying, this is what you guys are paying to see, you know, a reflection of a girl off the wall. Uh, you know, uh, you can focus on the girl if you want, but, but what he's going to see in there is really the world of the 60s. He's going to see, it's basically a, a, a photographer's studio, okay? And they're gonna, he's going to be watching photo shoots that they're doing. Uh, okay, this doesn't get, argue very well for it because right now he is absolutely 100% a peeping Tom. And it is about him, like, being, you know, he falls in love with her, I think, or he falls obsessed with her. Yeah. But all, all I'm trying to say is he's not like a a pervert peeping Tom in this movie. It's more like he's looking into a world he can't be in and he sees a woman who's hurt in it and he wants to rescue her. That's what's going to happen. Gotcha. <laughs> he's never going to jerk off. Won't even cross his mind. Oh, so it isn't like the Psycho remakes with Vince Vaughn where he's like looking at the people where he's jerking off. No. Norman Bates is not going to masturbate. That is correct. What's right? his, oh. He's trying to like deal with, uh, I don't know. It's kind of well written this thing. Um, here. Oh, I love this song. Are you kidding, Wonderwall? Yeah. Would like to say to you, but I don't know how. You're doing everything to get this video blocked on YouTube this week. <laughs> so what he's doing is now improving the hole so that he can see better. Now, look at this. What is she? Is it nitrous? I don't know. She was reading comic books before, and now she's doing whippets. Mm -hmm. It sounds like the 60s in London was pretty cool. <laughs>
Yeah. He's perfecting the whole. Now, we're about to see the only time that he's shamed for, like, being a peeping Tom. And it's an interesting, weird little section. It's coming up. Oh. Now, all she's doing is sort of primping and preening in the mirror. And it's... we're still at the stage in which it's really about the girl, not the photo shoots. Right. Is he going to note it? Like, I'm trying to look at the mirror to see if I could see the hole where he's peeping at. Okay. Like, he's the hole by the red tinsel or what have you? Uh-oh. comes, like, his mom or the ghost of his mom. From the meat locker. James, here's your wagging her finger. Yeah. Good. I'm glad there's some decency in this movie. Thank you, right. Ghost Mom. Without yeah. Time. Cause. All right. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna see you. Okay. Wait. 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 Yeah. No. 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 That's right. Ready? Ready. Today's gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it uh, back at you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. Carl doesn't believe in anybody the way I do. What about you now? All right. Hey, I know the first. And then somebody once told me the Your world is gonna roll me. See, it wasn't his mom at all. See? Oh. Ghost mom. Our blinding. So they must have, Oasis, Oasis must have taken their, the title from this uh, movie, right? They George did. Harrison? They did. They but did. they didn't know anything about it. Well, they know. You're gonna be the one that saves me. Maybe you could ladle some gravy. <laughs> and they ladle some gravy. Are you an asshole? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that car yeah, is so 86. You know, I drove that car in there, and the yeah. bartender says, Get that. That car is 86. <laughs> that car is 86. It's 66. This is our bad guy. Okay. Oh, he is finally. the boyfriend. He is the love interest. He is the model. He's not the mo our love interest. He's love He's the model's love, love interest. interest. Yeah. Looks like Roger Daltrey right now. Yeah. That was a lime car. That's why you know he's a villain. And Ronnie Spector appears to be the photographer. Yeah. Matches his car, matches uh, his suit. Now, this guy's really from Canada, and he has a fake Liverpool accent, which is kind of good. Oh, the... Oh, the I, oi, did I say it right? You let me know. I, I got the control. I got the uh, studio controller right here in my hand. Yeah, we won't hear his. Uh, we'll turn it up another time for his accent because there's not a lot here. Now, look, the professor's so shocked by them, he follows them to their door. 17. It, oh, yeah. excuse me. 
He's a nutty professor. Right. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. It's even the professor freaked out. Mm-hmm. Jaw drop. Yeah, look at those newspapers. That's good, man, in case you need to... to now know. he says to himself, it's time to spy. Oh, and this here comes the plot. Well, he's lured to spy, really. You know what I mean? He opens the door and boom. He's like obsessed. Sure. He, it's starting. It's starting now. He comes home from work and it's time to get spying. Yeah, that's good. Most people waste their time watching television. Tell you. <laughs> I get a ladle some gravy. <laughs> because maybe I'm gonna ladle some gravy. And after all, these guys never even saw this film. You know what the problem about this scene? It's too brief. <laughs> This is really dumb. We're going to watch Knees for a little while. Watch oh, yeah. the music so you can see what's going on. Just a, a second so you can talk. Noodle, 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 noodle. Here you go. Oh, not since, the, not since watching aerobics videos in the 80s have I been so attracted. <laughs> yeah, Jane Fonda. Yeah. Being the one is on the train that the fire in your heart is out. I'm sorry you heard it all before, but you never really had a doubt. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. That's your balls. Oh, it's the avocado lady. No, it's the lime lady. <laughs> Wow, a lot of limes in this. Well, this is a character actress. She was in a lot of things, but you got to be English to know him. Right. Oh, she was on EastEnders, huh? Yeah, like EastEnders. that. Yeah. Her name's Irie Handel, and it's weird. It's H-A-N-D-L. No vowel in there. Oh, all right. I oh, can I... this stuff, but you'd never know it. Wait, you saw the original Italian job. She was Miss Peach in that. I did. Was he friends with Benny Hill? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. He was Sherlock Holmes' housekeeper, Mrs. Hudson in the private life of Sherlock Holmes. He did a terrible it. job. Needles everywhere. <laughs> ah, there's all these. Th oh, once she was with Peter Sellers. Again, again, you probably won't know the film. No, tell me the, the film. The wife of the union activist, Fred Kite, played by Peter Sellers in I'm All Right, Jack, 1959. Famous movie. I haven't seen it, but I know of it. Should I put it in my queue? I'll I've never it. seen it. I don't know. Do you have patience to watch British Peter Sellers movies from the 50s? Yes, yes. Then what's The Mouse That Roared? Much better. Yeah. What? The Mouse That Roared. Okay. Oh, do you ever see uh, Lady Killers? Yeah. Lord. Is that the so, one in which he's a famous cook on TV? Yeah, I saw that. Oh, no, no. It's a different movie. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay, so now the cleaning lady shows up. And you know what this means, man? He can't spy. He can't right. spy. 
Well, she's going to bend over and stuff so he can look at her butt. Uh, no, he's not a peeping Tom. He's interested. Did you see how he met the two? Like, he thinks they're weird or something. His jaw's dropping. He follows I them. Know. Yeah. Now, go ahead. Put on the accent. Uh, put on the sound so you can hear her accent for a second. Not to worry. They all flew away, free as a feather. She's bemoaning the broken butterflies thing. Go ahead. Put it on. Put it on. I have, I have it. It's cranking. He's reading a magazine. Oh yeah, you can't hear that. You know when I when you read comics, do you read the thought bubbles? No, no, it's none of my business. That's that's right. Respect to comics privacy. Yeah, I mean, let Batman be Batman. Okay, oh. you mute again. I just wanted to hear. She had that like "oh, governor" kind of Cockney accent. It was kind of neat. So he thinks the coast is clear, and he's going to spy again until she starts vacuuming. And they call it hoovering. It's pretty fun. Yeah. That's named after the Hoover vacuum cleaner. No, the dam. Isn't it named after the dam? There was a brand, a British brand of uh, vacuum cleaners from Hoover. I know. They're the okay, Kleenex so... of a... <laughs> I know. All right, this is our bad guy, but we don't know he's bad yet. And he's pretending to ski. Yeah, it's just a yeah. photo shoot. He's like, what is going on? Oh, this is for like chewing gum. Right, right. Winter fresh, winter green, double mint gum. Wow. Here, let me turn the sound up over here because you're not doing it. Oh, I. And after all, oh, I'll turn that off, man. Metal machine, music. Metal machine music by Lou Reed is more enjoyable. You see the light meter. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only way we're going to know it's like a photo shoot for the whole rest of the film. No, when she was lying naked with her butt showing, there was obviously a light in there somewhere. <laughs> I believe. I don't know. I wasn't. <laughs> I had to rewatch it. Uh-huh. I watched that scene eight times. I'm doing my research. Yeah. Oh, there's a, uh, have you ever heard of a streaming service called Awesome? I, I mentioned it on the show. I saw that and I watched it in prison. Well, Awesome, awesome has a, uh, a three and a half hour movie called Celebrity Skin, where they show nothing but the uh, R-rated scenes from like European movies from the 70s and 80s. Uh-huh. And it's three and a half hours. And I left, I, you know, I watched about a couple, 20 minutes and I said, okay, great. And I went back to the TV set and I turned on the TV. It was still streaming. And I was like, it was like two in the hour 50 mark. And it got up. Oh my God. It was showing uh, the scene of Julie Andrews in uh, SOB. SOB, yeah. 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 Well, that looks like pig, like a pig snout. Yeah, that's right. I, I totally agree with you. And you see the ears. I have that yeah. written down here to ask your opinion. Oh, yeah, totally. And because also the sunglasses did not cover her eyes at all. It's such a crazy thing. Oh, you know, here comes the Hoover. Yeah. Now, look, it's a funny thing they do in the film. You just hear he he's you're going to see subtitles because you right. can't hear them. Let's hear that. 
Did you we have we ever watched Magic Christian together? I've, no, I've, but I saw the film. It's a great film. Uh, it's a weird film. It was great to see Ringo. Yeah. Do you feel that this movie has the same vibe? Like it's just this weird comedy no, piece. No. Listen, that movie, you start at the beginning, they're on the train, right? And he drops them all off. And he, he gives them all maps. Do you remember that? Yeah, so then, yeah. So then it moves on to the next scene and it moves on to the next scene. You see, I thought we were learning our lead characters and we're going to watch a movie. No, the magic Christian just changes scenes. They're like little sketches, you know, it doesn't really have a story or a plot. It doesn't explain why he adapted Ringo. It wasn't, right. a, it wasn't, it was a, this thing is a movie. This thing's got a story and it's all figured out. It's got a beginning. Oh, go ahead. Listen to her accent now. Oh, dear, I don't think I've got any change. Oh, that's all right. I've got any change. Thank you very much. Sorry about the change. That's good. That's good. Thank you very much, sir. Sorry about the change. The change. Oh, there she is again. Daughter, any better, Mrs. Purifoy? Daughter? About daughter, I'm not even married to you. Oh. Listen, listen. Oh, well, we shall all be married sooner or later, hey, Mr. Yeah, says you, says yeah. you, Governor. We'll all be married sooner or later. Yeah, says you. How old are they supposed to be? Like I guess the... 50s. He's, he is in his 50s in real life in this. Ah. Oh, he's, okay, we'll listen to the song. I... <laughs> Why do you have to be so rude? Good night to say to you, but I don't know how. Gonna marry her anyway. Gonna marry that girl. Marry her anyway. Marry her anyway. Oh, look, breaking news. I'm going to bury her anyway. Bury, bury that, that girl. girl. Bury that girl. Gonna no bury that girl. Say, no matter what you say. In my backyard. Okay, and now, this is a very famous mural he's taking down off the wall. This is going to now become his wonder wall. We'll never, you're just sort of in, to infer that right. uh, from the title. Yeah. The painting on the professor's side of the Wonder Wall is a colorization of The Passing of Arthur, black and white illustration by Florence Harrison from the Alfred Lord Tennyson, Guinevere, and other poems. You know, I knew he was going to tear down this. You know why? Mm -mm. Because after all, it's a Wonder Wall. Bingo. Now, you see the quote on the wall. That's yeah. also Tennyson. It's actually, there's two different artists, but... But I guess somebody was an Alfred Lord Tennyson fan. Sure, like nobody. <laughs> what? Are you a Tennyson fan? Uh, listen, uh, nobody gives a shit about poetry. That's just our world. I'm sorry, it That's wasn't not like true. that. I walk up to people all the time and I say, "Tennyson, anyone?" <laughs> <laughs> anyone up for some Tennyson? I go, I was with my wife. I was like, ouch, that doth hurt. Ouch, that doth hurt. She goes, what do you have, tennis and elbow? <laughs> okay, uh, so he is now 
making peeping tom holes oh good brick-sized ones and for some reason they never notice holes in their walls on the other side well i mean he lives in such a weird apartment and god knows what the full apartment looks like over there like he only sees bits and pieces right like moss but he will find out what the wall over there is 50 bucks if you see a fire extinguisher Wish you would step out from that ledge, my friend. Cut ties with all the lies that we've been living in. Somebody was told me. This is cute and funny, but it's too much for us to digest. I'm not going to tell you to turn up the sound because. Eat the fleas. Well, look at that. That's symbolic. It's he ate an apple, like Apple Records, and then he threw it on the ground, like the, the way they treated Badfinger. That's the way they treated Badfinger. Apple. No, Records. no, no. They interviewed the director writers here, and that was not. I mean, they, they, I'm sorry. They interviewed the director, and yes. that is not the case. It is not a reference to Apple Records. You see, they didn't. This wasn't about the Beatles. He just. He got George. First, he tried to get the Bee Gees to do it, but they were unavailable. So yeah. then he turned to Harrison. You see, they all hung out together in like the club circuit at that time. This director was like a Cuban expatriate. He fought in the Cuban Revolution. Uh, he he came with the guy who wrote it. Like they, um, when the Cuban Missile Crisis happened, they fled Cuba. I don't know the details. Were they really on a raft or something? Okay, here's the first time we see bad guy and and girl interact and right. you see how she's he spun away from her and look how hurt penny is now you say penny because god forbid it's true right her name is penny lane yeah and i just told you this wasn't about the beatles and yes her name is penny lane but is penny lane a reference that the beatles took do you know yes. anyone? Like no, no 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 Penny Lane was a real place in Paul McCartney's childhood, and he wrote a song about it, and he probably did it because of Strawberry Fields. But Penny Lane is an it's a it's a it's a road. In, okay. Um, but it's like saying my name is Beverly Center. There must be like people in England who like make a joke about it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, my name is Penny is. Lane. My name's Piccadilly Circus. Why is everybody laughing? That's it. But it's probably the Beatles, though. We have George Harrison playing the music. You know, a little trivia about the music. The, everyone in the studio had left at this point. <laughs> this was, um, this music was made half in London and half in uh, India. And it was uh, Ravi Shankar's uh, let me let me look it up. Let me look it up here. Sure. Yeah. Don't mind me. Uh, Bombay, January 68. Um, EMI Recording Studio. And it was friends of Ravi Shankar who were helping. And in England, there was a place in December of 67. They recorded at Delane Leah Studios. There was a band called the Remy Remo 4, they were like popular at the time. They were only popular in England. They were from Liverpool. They were about to break up. So he got them and 
uh, and Ringo Starr playing the drums on some of it and Eric Clapton on the guitar on some of it um, and recorded that in London. So then he went to uh, the name of that. They they shot some of Let It Be There and we saw that movie with um, Bugsy, Bugsy Malone. Bugsy. Oh, yeah, the Bugsy, the uh, skid version. Yeah. Yeah, Twickham Studios. He... He, he projected it on the wall and matched up the timing wow. to what he was watching. He did, he did a very studious job, a good job. Now, I love this photographer. Like, he's committed to the lime suit and the lime car. Like, mm -hmm. so he's never going to not wear it, I guess. And Let's it's going to fit the greenery he's in. Yeah. Uh-oh, dual. Yeah, you're right. It will be a duel, but not with him. It'll be with him and Bad Guy, because he saw Bad Guy shagging his girl. Oh, right. Yeah, we well, got a duel about that. Now, what's weird is this will end up having been a dream. Oh, all right. Well, yes. Then it makes sense. Now, Cross that's a, um, what? Go ahead. Well, I mean, he's wearing pajamas, so I guess it has to be a dream. He's in bed, right? Yeah. And he doesn't leave his house after this, right? When It's the weekend. He's going to stay in all the weekend. Oh, uh, guess what? It's the work week, and he's deciding now he won't go to, he won't go to work anymore. LSD. LSD. Do you think this movie would be better if we were on LSD? Now, that's Perkins, who was at the office. We saw him... No, if you're on LSD, you don't need a movie. You're already yeah. Okay, he was he's his name's Perkins in this film, and we saw him in "You Must Be Joking," that totally English film. Right, it was about like the military had all this prize money if these guys get like a scavenger hunt. Exactly, and yeah, he was part of that. And there is the love interest. Oh, now you. They put her on the top of the stairs, and I think that they're putting her on a pedestal. And I know I'm right, because later in the film, she'll be on a pedestal, for goodness sakes. Literally on a pedestal. Yeah. It's hard for me to watch this without Billy Idol's uh, Eyes Without a Face playing. <laughs> Rock. Or what was the? He had a, a music video where he was on top of a rooftop, and he was, like, trying to stop people from, like, these cat women from climbing up. Right. You're really going back. Uh-huh. Well, I have to bring up the 80s. We had enough 60s shit already. High school quarterback. Uh, well, how's that's the big game? Game seven. Oh, it's game seven. That's important. We got to play the game. There, look. She's on a pedestal. I don't get it. Don't get it. Why is she on a pedestal? You know, Now look at his pen. Yes. Oh, and he's got a sword. Than the sword. Is that the joke? He got it at Penn Island. You know that, right? Your eyes without a face. It's very hard. You can tell somebody if they sing that with a sneer. Yeah. They lived, they lived through it, man. Yep. Eyes without look, he's beating Superman. LSD man. 
Right, LSD man, not Superman. LSD. But listen, you know what? It's because on Krypton, LSD was actually the logo of his family. It's an heirloom. <laughs> it just so happens to be uh, coincidentally, it's shaped yeah. like an L and an S and a D. Oh, we have a cigarette break. Now we're getting all pop culture-y, pop art. It's this is the fool. Yeah, the fool. Now, what does it mean, Dutch collective? Well, it's probably artists who said, "Let's take a uh, what? What idea do you have? I don't know. I just rather smoke cigarettes and apply lipstick." It's a great idea, brilliant idea. This is why I hired you. Ooh, lipstick well, beats cigarettes. The soundtrack was called Wonderwall Music, and it's considered the first Beatles solo record. Now. Paul McCartney had contributed some songs to this other movie two years earlier, but still, as a solo record, it was the first one. And it was first record ever released by Apple Records. Okay, so now he's reading about dreams, and that's supposed to be a funny joke. Oh, because we go from a dream to uh, him reading about dreams. Right, like trying to figure out, what's wrong with me? I'm not doing his accent right. He's not a cockney. He's not. No, Apple Records, We it's not Apple Computer uh, no, monolith no. that we are now in constant. This is the Beatles said, oh, we have a business savvy and we're going to release Bad Finger albums. <laughs> they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now the... Now our hero is going to overhear the bad guy ringing up another bird, the cheating bitch. Oh, wow. He, you know, so his stalking is actually a, a benefit. Right. He's, doing, he's yeah. learning that he's a, that, that the bad guy's really a bad guy. <clears throat> wow. They, have, they live in such a cool place. The, the fool did that behind you. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm going to look for <laughs> Mae West. Uh, May West, we're going to see later when they're dancing on a stage. Um, let's see. I, do we care? Simon Postuma was the painter. Mar, Marie Jacqui Coger was the graphic artist. You know, it's probably something like uh, J-O-S-J-E, Jose G. Leaguer designed and made clothes, including including several of Jane Birkin's costumes. Jane Birkin is, is Penny Lane. She was a famous model. She was a singer, but she was like the girlfriend of like one of the most famous singers in France. Uh, and so she became a pop star in England and France. Wow. But she doesn't sing in this movie. Nope, she doesn't even talk. Not one line will we hear. Whoa. Now he's shaving. Is that because he learned this guy's a bad guy and now he's trying to become presentable. He's going to like dust off this old box with an outfit in it. I think it was a quick decision because it was a close shave. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's something called pants. The, the, the university thing. gave it to me after. Why do you call it pants plural? There's only one here. You can't hear it breathe. What's up with these pants? Uh, mothballs. God, I haven't fucking smelled mothballs in decades. Yeah, because your grandma died. Mine too. Well, no, I mean, mothballs. yeah. <clears throat> Listen for a second. 
Okay. Oh, sorry, Carl. Carl, you know how to smell mothballs, right? No. You hold have their wings. very small nose. You got to hold their wings apart. <laughs> you can smell them. Okay, so there's a party tonight. And we're going to see famous faces in the crowd. But of course, this is 1968. You and I wouldn't know them. Uh, I was born in London, England in 1968. Uh-huh. And what? my uh, mother's maiden name is... Uh, uh, will the other shoe drop now? Your mother's name made a no, name. I mean, I'm just giving all my personal information. It used to be like you would say where you were born and what oh, year, and it was okay. interesting. But now it's just like people collecting personal information. Yeah, sure, sure, Mike. The world is the out machines. to get you. Sure. Yeah. The lizard people, Carl. Yeah, they're real. The uh, hippies. Biden's one. Okay, so Anita Pallenberg we're going to see. She was part of the Rolling Stones entourage, and we saw her in the movie Candy. We watched Candy. Yeah, that's with right. With Ringo. She was also in Barbarella, but... Barbarella. Um, Suki Potier, who's, I guess, the son, the daughter. Amanda Lear. I don't know. There's The Fool themselves will be at this party. Right. Um, Can't wait. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Are we seeing The Fool right now? Is that... No, know? man. But she stole my dance moves. <laughs> you know, I call that the rigging. moves, just do them. Oh, she's just moving to the music, man. Well, what music? Go ahead, put it on. Oh shit! I got. <laughs> I don't pee with anybody in the restroom. Same Without time you now. Backbeat word on the street. Oh, this backbeat's a Beatle thing, right? Is that a Beatle thing? Backbeat? I would doubt it. Well, what was the name of the student? The... No, it is a Beatles thing. The backbeat? The back streets, right? Like, isn't that the stew stick? The fifth Beatle, the one who died in Germany. R.I.P. Oh, uh, yeah. That was. So there was a movie about him, right? It was called like Backbeat or Backstreet or something. I guess. I don't have okay, time. For let's that. hear his fake accent now. Okay. This guy's. Just first some ice. Ice from the fridge. Fridge? Refrigerator. Oh, yes. By all means. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so be careful because all the roads we're walking are winding. Yeah. Through his apartment, right? So we'll just, all the lights are blinding. We'll get a funny. You can turn the sound off now. We'll we'll listen to him again later when he starts ragging on his girlfriend next door. We get a funny joke with ice, I guess. But this guy's really interesting. He, like I said, he was Canadian. He was only in five movies because he quit the film business when they murdered Sharon Tate. He was her good good friend, Jeez. and he quit movies because of it. Wait, the older guy, our hero, or the nope. villain, the bad guy? The the bad guy, the boyfriend. Because I should mention that the Fearless Vampire Hunters yeah. is co-star in Sharon Tate. Right. And this guy would also be in a film with um, uh, with the nutty professor here, too. Um, let's see, where is it? Quarrier and McGowan appeared together in two of Roman Polanski's British films, Cul-de-Sac and The Dance of the Vampires, 67. 
Poirier was a close friend of Roman Polanski and wife Sharon Tate. On August 8, 1969, the night of the murder of Tate and four other people of the Manson family, he had been invited by Tate to her house. However, however, he was delayed during filming of The Vanishing Point in the California desert. Vanishing Point, wow. Right. He arrived late to Los Angeles. So therefore, after Tate's death, he retired from the film business, and he had a wow. mental breakdown in 72. But there's fucked up things about him when he's an old man. Like what? Okay, in 96, he got a police caution for indecently assaulting two girls. In October, uh, October 7, 2008, he pleaded guilty at Blackfriars Crown Court to attempted ad- abduction of a five-year-old girl in a busy su- supermarket in Lambrook Grove. What the fuck? Yeah, 12 months imprisonment, suspended for two years. Two weeks prior to the incident, he had attempted to purchase a nine-year-old girl at the, in the same supermarket. Attempted to purchase her. Yeah. Um, he received a prohibitory activity order banning him from unsupervised contact with children under the age of 16. He was ordered to comply with alcoholic treatment by his probation officer. Uh, he got a form of dementia in 2012 and died in 2016. I don't know. So this guy started out great, and then Sharon Tate died. Yeah. But it sounds like he already had mental problems. Right, yeah. I don't I don't think it was a good thing that, uh, you know, he was so close to Sharon Tate and that happened. You know, that's pretty devastating. And who knows, like, whatever is going on with this guy, but, you know. Hey, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. You're sympathetic to Sharon Tate. But you're aggressive to Roman Polanski and you, this newly found out sex offender dude. Oh, it's pretty awful. Come on, I yes, mean, like, what about, out, of, out of all out of all the things to be accused of. Yes, but Sharon, I'm saying, but Sharon Tate was his good friend and married the guy you hate. Don't you think Sharon was probably a jerk too? Do you know those those charges? I believe occurred after the murders. Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't good. Okay, it was... okay, we'll just stick with Roman Polanski then. He's such a jerk, but this I can't... woman married him. Yeah, well, I can't compare. Like, <clears throat> she she was murdered, Carl. I mean, like, so that makes her. No, well, I mean, like, he has a longer career, I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay, she's. So we what we've seen now is the bad guy totally coming on to the girl that he was on the phone with, and you can see our hero Penny Lane has been shunned. Right, she's hurt. Penny Lane. Let's listen to there's a cool rock song on right now. It's Ludo on the drum. That's me on the bugle. Blackton's not jamming right now, but look at him with the cheater girl. They're practically yeah, right in the same room. He's leaning. By the way, Harrison achieved this sound when his foot got stuck in the Wawa pedal. <laughs> it's him dragging his foot around the studio. Now look, Cheater Girl has the nerve to kiss Penny Lane on the lips. Yeah. And now look at she's that smirk. trying to check out what's bad boyfriend's reaction. It's creepy bad. for her. And look, 
Guess who doesn't like it? You see, he's all dressed up to go to a party. He decorated his apartment because he knew they were having a party. This is how obsessed he is. It's weird that that guy comes into his place and doesn't notice there's like holes in his wall. Yeah, yeah. Look at this neat puzzle. I know. Way to go, fool. Oh, well, I think that was the director, really. The well, director is Joe Massett. And yeah, you see, he's he's at work looking through the m microscope and, and seeing Penny in his mind. I get you. Let Penny me tell you a little bit about this guy. Um, America. Yeah, he's okay. He did something called Reflections on Love and Space Riders. And, but Zachariah. In 1971, it was the first rock and roll western. Now I hear it's produced by Dick Clark Productions. It was a Dick yeah. Clark production movie. Well, yeah, I Country Joe and the Fish. No, I've seen the trailer. I've never seen the movie. I would love to see the movie, but the trailer is kick ass. James Walsh, Jim, uh, Jane, the James Gang, which was Joe Walsh, the guy from the Eagles. Yeah, from Montclair, yes. New Jersey. Right, from Montclair, New Jersey, and from Wichita, Kansas, but never mind that, from Montclair, no, New from Jersey. Montclair, New Jersey. So Massot says in an interview in 2007, he goes, I got the idea in India with the Beatles, and at the end, I was with George and John, and they were doing this duel of who could meditate, who could out-meditate who. So oh, I wow. got this idea of making a Western about two guys having a duel. I went to Hollywood, and unfortunately, I made a deal. So... Uh oh, beware of Hollywood. Now, this director also did The Song Remains the Same, the Led Zeppelin movie. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I've, I've, I have access to that movie. It's on the streaming services, and I can't get past the second song. <laughs> I can't get past side A. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I never flipped the vinyl. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Perkins, who we saw in yeah, um, and the dream sequence, yeah, it's like he's convinced that he's sick, so he's taking him home and putting him to bed, and it's really just like sort of like a ruse. And as soon as he leaves, he'll be spying again. It looks um, like his place cleaned up a bit. I guess this hoarder's house, but um, listen, the song remains the same. Was actually a kind of like dark period for our director he got kicked off of it and this guy oh. peter clifton replaced him so in that same interview they said after song remains the same you went quiet and he goes i went into a bad period i made it a terrible film a motorcycle film with barry sheen it was low budget we didn't have enough money to do stunts barry couldn't act small things like that laughs I i'm not we sure why he got kicked off but he would go on to do like he did dance craze in 1980 about the ska movement cool madness the specials the lecture yeah. it's uh, the heavy heavy monster sound it's the monstrous sound around right it's the monster now he was born in new york to cuban parents and he escaped cuba i say escaped i don't know what his politics were or anything he was part of the cuban revolution so why would he be escaping right but What's nonetheless he yeah, he went to he, America? Right, and he went to um, London. Uh, be, no, he didn't go to America. He went to London. Beatlemania was in full swing in the early 60s, and one of his short films, Reflection of Love, in 66, included interviews with the Beatles who, Beatles who he'd met on the set of Help. This is a pretty cool scene right here. 
Yeah, he's doing the glass wall thing, like the yeah. mime thing. Now, my teenager like wants to be a mime, and so he's like up in his room miming, and I'm like, keep it down up there. Will you keep it up? Oh no, that's not work. Keep your miming to a minimum. But the joke is mimes don't make any noise. Are you so bad at it? You know, quiet with the miming. Oh, I was a terrible. Was that a joke too, where someone would say like, "I was a terrible mime." I would go out in the street. I'd be like, "Oh, the wind's blowing in my hair." No, I think I saw that Saturday Night Live in the seventies. Now look, yeah, you see the apple. Again, people speculated. There's right, apple. Because the apple. It was right. only an apple movie for Apple Records. I mean, come on. Wink, wink. You know the story about Bill Graham at the Fillmore. He would give away apples for free to get the hippies to go to his concert. And uh-huh. now they have a new sign and it says it's a Fillmore and below it, it's an apple. Ah, Perkins calling. Go ahead. Listen to it. It's funny. Oh, wait. Um, noon. And I, but we here worried about you, sir. Are you all right? Fine, fine. Goodbye, Perkins. <laughs> That's it. Oh, he's off the hook. This yeah. movie's got off the hook. That guy's off the hook. Oh, see, he's building the wall back. No, no. Now he's going to get really crazy. He's going to make a scaffolding so he can have better viewing. Oh, yeah, he can lie down. And... Listen to see if there's a banjo. Like a super fast banjo. Okay, that is that is Paul McCartney's banjo, and it's played by Peter Tork. <gasps> wow, that's like oh, you have a car, and they added they added some torque to that that banjo. So we're the, we're listening to the monkeys play on a Beatles instrument. We're listening to a monkey play on a Beatles banjo. Yes, right. Oh, I would have paid good money to see this movie then, because I'm into that kind of stuff. Finger picking. Okay. Oh, this break. Yeah. So the collective, the fool did that, of course. And he's having tea, and the director figured it out. Now look at how precarious the scaffolding is. You see how? Yeah. That's a that's a technique of like we need to get something built this second. We're not even using nails, you see. It's very dangerous. That's like something they would do in wartime. Well, you know. he's in the basement in London. I mean, he No, he's War was only 20 years ago. I'm just saying if there was a situation and we quickly needed to get like 20 guys over a wall, they would do that kind of you make oh, steps and you. Well, yeah, go ahead. Oh, there's knees. I just want to let you know the knees, yeah. knees. Yeah. We see this every time. I would like, there's May, there's Greta Garbo behind them. I uh, would like to see hands, fingers, and toes, but oh, I yeah. just see knees, 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 and knees. Knees and knees. Knees, 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 and Eyes and ears and mouth and nose, knees, 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 and pig snout. 
Go ahead and listen to the music. It'll drive you crazy. <laughs> oh, I must have hit mute again. Oh, that's good. Good stuff. Couldn't uh, wait to be in the theater. I, I Gosh, I don't think I have... Do I have sitar music? That would drive you crazy. Oh, I don't. I don't. Uh, so um, there was a woman in um, Montclair that we grew up with named uh, Joanna. And she would go on to be a pretty good sitar player. She would even study on Ravi Shankar. And uh, so I went to her concert in Brooklyn with her husband. And I just recorded a lot of twangy, twangy sitar stuff. Oh, I can't tease you with it. You could play it. I wouldn't mind hearing it. Oh, I don't monster. have it. This is my new phone, unfortunately. Oh, gotcha. Oh, now we've gone from Wonder Wall to Hole in the Roof. Well, yes, that's right. And this will play all out later. You'll see. Look, he's got the, Brit the yeah, World yeah. War II helmet. But the war was just still fresh in everyone's mind. It was just 20 years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. And when we were growing up, Vietnam was fresh. Yeah. Uh, P-H-R-E-S-H, fresh. Pretty hot and tempting fresh. So you can see, yeah, do I need to say? So he's proud of his work. Oh, yeah, he's he's through the roof. <laughs> oh, he's gone mad, I tell you. A pretty cool place. Oh. What Professor Colin cannot see. Now, this is a pretty neat segment. Let's see what the professor thinks. Sometimes sexy girls are just normal people. That's what he's, he cannot see. He never sees. Right. Yeah, they read the Sunday funnies like everyone else. And yeah, they get sick and she's good. Oh, what the girl does not know. This is such a... It's pretty cool. That's what he doesn't know. She, he's oh, a cheater. He's a cheater. Look at that elevator. Little orphan Annie, what's wrong yeah, with yeah. you? Okay, now, when it says what the bad guy doesn't know, put up the sound, you. Look, All right. she turned into. Someone else. Even yeah. better. Yeah. Okay, yeah, here we go. Listen, listen. Nobody knows. Nobody knows, and we don't get anything. That's really cool. I never seen a movie do that. Yeah, it's a nice, neat little segment, and um, now we know that <clears throat> he's a cheater, and she's pregnant. And I think that whoever said you are pregnant was awful, awful. She must have been in the collective of the fool and had that accent. And they said, roll them. And she goes, you're pregnant. And then our Massot said, cut, print, print yeah, it. That's done. great. What? Why is that great? Make a billboard. Well, they, they had to shoot the production so they could then paint the uh, paint. Look how dangerous that scaffolding. It's all just together by weight. Well, this is a studio, right? I mean, this is a, a movie studio a lot. Yeah. Maybe it is, yeah. No, no, you're right. Okay. It could be an apartment. Who's at the door? 
Uh, just just in case. Oh, it's Perkins. 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 What are you doing out there? He's going to be offended. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I guess we'll never know. You All sure? Right, Cancelled anyway. Feels the way I do about, about my cow. Right, that's Batman. But feeble flyballs fly the fleeble fleeble. And fleeble flyballs fly the fleeble fleeble. Perkins, nonsense! He goes, Perkins, I'm contagious. You cannot stay here anymore. Perkins was staying here. Perkins has his own place, right? Oh my god, guys. Alright, turn, turn up the sound. Turn up the sound. Highly contagious. You are not even allowed to talk to me. Perfect. Ooh, give him the shoe. Don't get wash your hands with alcohol. <coughs> and don't go near the water. Get <coughs> <Get> away. <laughs> So I can spy more. Oh, yeah, of course. Now, what we're going to see now is that Penny and the bad guy have problems. Now, she doesn't just tell. She doesn't tell him that she's trying to. I don't know. I don't know if she's trying to be affectionate or trying to annoy him into paying attention to her. But it's it's the girl that he's sleeping. The other girl who's pregnant, right? Nope. It's it Penny. Penny. Yeah. Uh, see, that's why she needs saving. From this jerk. Right. Everyone knows that. Is that a bong he's got? Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. You know it wasn't successful, otherwise you, you would have seen it. Anyway, the bong show. The bong show. Oh, whoops, sorry, I dropped it. <laughs> Penny. Look at that bog water. That bog water looks legit. <laughs> that bong water's never been changed. Because why should it? Yeah. This movie is like 55 years old and the bog water is 60 years old. Now look, this doesn't make sense. Why is it that he's at work? And why did she become a fish? Well, she's a mermaid beforehand. Yeah. Is a mermaid a fish? I think it's a mammal. Oh. Ding. How do mermaids do it? I mean, there's no bottom. They lay, they lay eggs, right? Like oh, fish do. Oh, gotcha. Why? You want to fuck a mermaid? What are you, oh, sick? I absolutely do, but I just don't know where to... There's no legs to part. I mean, where can you... Where does it... Where do you... You, uh... She lays some eggs, and then she... I definitely leaves you alone. Well, whatever you do, I don't know. You're left alone. That's the way fish do it. They lay eggs, and then the male fish goes on them. That's but how they do it. Yeah, but let's say, like, the male fish is already gone. Uh -huh. Then he'd be like, oh, man, I'm a little spent right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I took care of it. I took care of it. Now, what we see here is the people in his life who are trying to slow him down are blocking him from spying. Yeah, right. He's going to, like, zap them away. Now, uh, we were looking at some sort of photo shoot or something, 
at his work. Right, and now it's it's melting into his work. I guess the fool did this. I don't know. Is this good? I guess is there music like? No, it's this the the machinery sounds. Yeah, this is pretty cool. It looks like head. Remember that scene in the yes. monkeys movie? Right, where he's visiting the factory, getting the tour. Yeah. Now, why did he make her go away? I can't believe she's seven feet tall. Oh, no, that's not even a measurement. He's making all the girls he doesn't like go away. I kind of don't get it. Well, he likes her, right? Right. What's it going to happen then? He looks like Taylor Swift. <laughs> Uh oh! Oh no! That green. Not oh no! Guy. It's the photographer guy, right? Oh, beep beep beep! They're all gone. They're all Only gone. He remains because he's working the controls. Perkins, get lost, Perkins! Goodbye, cleaning lady. Anyone who keeps me from spying on the girl is goodbye. I think Perkins caught up on it. He's trying to get away. Catch it up on you. That's exactly what he's doing. He can't turn. He can't. I don't know. I I think this is a dumb segment. That's a really good car chase. <laughs> this is rival's bullet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh. Poof. Poof. Person finally bought it. In my mind. Whoa, now we're getting into more music video. Now he's going to have a fantasy that the love interest loves me and they're even getting married. Yeah, go ahead. You're about to put on the audio. Go ahead. <laughs> yep, and now I turn off the audio. I'll play, I'll play Harrison. <laughs> I have it like a... Seven up with a great taste of Lyman. <laughs> double your pleasure, double your fun. Double your mint with double mint gum. I recorded that with Ravi Shankar. Uh huh. When he was sleeping. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I went into his his music room and I started picking up sitars and right. He woke up and he said, "Who are hey. you? <laughs> Who that's are my, you? That's mine." Oh, he's got the hookup, hookup. Yeah, uh, now he's a pot smoker who's married to his love interest. He looks like Howard Stern before he got his long hair. Oh, right. Now, they ran out of music money. They had 60,000 pounds for this. I don't know what that means in terms of money. But George Harrison spent 15. Look how they got bad guy, and they're shooting him with arrows. You'll see. Right. Um, Shoot that poison arrow to my heart. <laughs> he spent 15,000 pounds of his own money to make this thing. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool, making art that we've never seen until now in our lives. Right. I mean, we're talking about George Harrison at the peak. 
How come we never heard of this movie till now? Uh, this never got a distribution deal. This was premiered in England. You can listen now. It's um, right. it was at the Cannes Film Festival. Do you think it's fake his accent? No, I think it's legit. Annie, my girlfriend wanted to ask you. No, no, it's not legit. He's a Canadian, but I'm saying, do you think it sounds like Liverpool? It sounds like he's he's been around. Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, he might have a British accent just because he's from Canada. Oh, <laughs> he's a really good actor. Whatever happened to him? Sharon Tate died. That's what happened to him. See the dead praying mantis, right? Neglected. Right. Terrible. Oh, right. That's right. So are they going to fight in there? Is this it? Is this the final scene? No. They're going to confront? No. He's going to rag on about how terrible the girlfriend is, but we'll never hear it because you... What is going on? We're already going to get canceled from YouTube. What is smoking? Women, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, women are a drag. I wouldn't believe it. I prefer fags. (laughs) As a cigarette smoker in England. Right, I get it. Yeah. You go to the marble scene. Have you caught a scotches? Scotches? Is she an alcoholic? No, I mean legs, her ankles. I so guess scotch, it's a scotch as the legs. Okay, all I wanted to show you that is he's he's ragging on his girlfriend. Right. That's all. And uh, that you you also wanted to point out that that's a Canadian doing a Cockney accent. Or uh, doing a, a Liverpool accent. Liverpool accent. I think it does a pretty good job. Yeah, I think so too, but we don't know. The, all right. the, the internet claims he didn't. Hey, look at the picture. It sort of looks like him when he was getting arrowed. Right. Jesus Christ, can you believe that? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, when Jesus. I broke into Red, I woke, I went into Ravi Shankar's house when he's sleeping, and I played the Tambla, and I played the Sarad, uh-huh. and I played, of course, the Indian sitar. Right. Until he was like, just leave. The building Uh-oh. we turned in today. Okay, so now we have a fantasy that she's kicked out in the cold. Ooh, this is like the gold rush, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> I guess. And here, okay, entering the scene now will be Charlie Chaplin to save our hero. Ooh, I love how she's showing some knees. Oh, they got married. They have a baby. This whole film is very knee-centric. Yeah, it's all all about knees. Why did you break up with me? Because you're so (laughs) kneesy. Okay? I'd like to see a little fire. Listen, I can't help it if I have knees. (laughs) Knees of my own. Knees outside this relationship. I have knees outside this relationship, girl. <laughs> I have knees outside of this relationship. Somebody. 
Let me talk about that. Okay, so Oasis, the inspiration for the title of Oasis 1995 Wonderwall was this movie, uh, these Ruddles imitators. Uh, Noel Gallagher hadn't even seen it. He just liked the title, and he is honest about that in Oasis Uncut, 1997 TV movie. I've seen that. I've I've watched a lot of documentaries about Oasis because those brothers are fucking great. I've seen Oasis documentaries like it's really just like it appears like water. It's not like you see a, a palm tree. Oh, but you think it's like a Pepsi machine, right? But it's <laughs> just an Oasis. It's a blur. Don't mention her name. God, the thing about this movie is I haven't brought up blur once in my last <laughs> 90 minutes. Now, I want to show you that what's happening here is I guess he's telling her, I don't know. We don't know what the dialogue is. I'm pregnant or whatever, but it basically it's like breaking up, fighting, and they're going to be broken up. And Penny is dejected. Oh. Uh, and we don't get, let's see, l- listen to the fight. Listen to what they're saying. Ah, ah. <laughs> oh, you made me listen to that music again. So you, you Rick rolled me. <laughs> oh no! Better put that fire back on. <laughs> now look, uh, our hero witnesses the bad guy packing up and leaving secretly. Why? I can't believe that anybody would hear the le- way I do. Feel the- About your knees. Uh, now the note he left says, "Drop out." Really? I thought the note the note would say, "All the roads we have to walk are winding, and I'm all the lights of the world are winding." And all the great ladle gravy. Whoa! I don't know how. Look how Whoa. high we are. Yeah. Really high. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Grand Canyon high. Okay, so now what we're going to see is the Beatles playing on a rooftop. Uh-huh. And he's going to walk by that? Yeah. They must have shot it the same day. Now, look, you know this is no effects or anything. They made the actor get on top of the roof. You don't think that's a studio? No. It's probably, like, not dangerous. Like, right beneath him is some landing or platform, right. you know. But but no, he is on top of their... Let's see. I think I know where this is. Here it is. Notting Hill, London... The Landau's house, a Victorian apartment block on the corner of Lansdowne Road and Ladbrook Road in the Notting oh. Hill Holland Park area of London. Now, there was there's a plaque there uh, on this location because famous people did live in this building. They don't talk about this film, though. Let's see here. Oh, tend to drop in. Now, he knows that the bad guy is gone, so it's safe for him to actually enter their house. It's a really cool house. Yeah. 
Thank you, because, Collective the Fool. Yeah, the Collective the Fool. They really like Jewish stars. David, Star of David. Yeah, it, it's Star David. Excuse me. All right. The Jewish star is the upside down cross. No, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, I learned that. Where'd you learn that in school? In, in Satanist class. Yeah. Oh, man, it smells like hippie. Oh, yeah, right. It smells yeah. like Julian feet. Swinging London, we're like swinging balls smell. The film premiered at the Cannes Film Festival May 17, 1968. George Harrison, his wife Patty, Ringo Starr, and Maureen, his wife Maureen, and the cast members. Now he reads, drop out. He goes, and throws it away. Uh, the no. film won an award but did not gain a proper distribution deal. No distribution deal was ever worked out. The movie has never had worldwide release. Yeah. It's released on DVD until the director's cut. Okay, this is his Wonder Wall. Oh, so this is where all the holes are. Right, and he will identify some right now. Yeah. Well, he did a pretty good job. I wouldn't even notice. But, yeah, but I, he didn't really plan that. Remember, he removed a whole brick. I know. That's weird. What kind of place? I kind of like it, man. I, I mean, well, like. My compliments to the pool. Yeah. I'm just glad I wasn't there when they painted it. It wouldn't have been like a zoo. <laughs> the smell. Right. Uh, the premiere was in London on January 12, 69. The print finally appeared on the American Midnight Movie Circuit in the 70s and on home video in the 80s and 90s of rather low technical quality. Well, for YouTube video, this is really good quality. Yeah, I know. And since it was never on DVD, somebody in the know gave this to film... Um... Flick Vault? Yeah, Flick Vault. The it, it flick vault got a good source because, yeah. Now, but if you it, check out, you really should subscribe to Flick Vault because they do present quality prints and you know they care about what they're doing, they pick their films, right? It's like popcorn flicks, there's like so many movies in the world, and they they have access to some copies, and there's some really interesting stuff buried in it, you know, yeah. Yeah, I was looking for another movie. It was on uh, Flick Vault, and then I saw Wonderwall, and I said, oh, I can't pass this up. Anything but Christian Liquor Store is my motto. <laughs> Christian Liquor Store really started out like it was going to be a great film. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's like my least favorite film. He's really aggressive in his, in his uh, Peeping Tom business. It isn't key... Anna Kwanski. What Kiana Kwan? Okay, she's Boy. turning off. She's turning on all the gas and not lighting it. Uh oh. It's a a gas gas gas. She's gaslighting herself. She's not part of Rolling Stone. She never was. She was just a famous. Um. Well, let me tell you about her. <clears throat> quick, quick! Before she kills herself. Native of London, began as an actress appearing in minor roles, uncredited part in The Knack and How to Get It. Good film. Good film. Michelangelo, Mick, 
Michelangelo Antini's Blow Up in 66, Kaleidoscope, yeah. the French thriller La Piscine, which I think is the beach or the pool. It's probably the beach. Uh, get those Crispy's adaptations of Death on the Nile, 78. Oh, 78. <laughs> That's right. I got to watch. I, I just saw Death on the Nile, 22. Uh huh. Look, pills. Pills. That'll do it. In case the gas doesn't work. Oh, that's not cool. She's pregnant in London in 68, and her maiden name is... That's Lane. my mom? Yeah. Not Lane. She was Lane. in Lane. Um, she, she auditioned for, in France for the lead female role in the film Slogan in 69. Though she didn't speak French, she won the role, co-starring alongside Serge Gainsbourg. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's who became the boyfriend. She performed with him on the film's theme song, La Chasson de Slogan, the first it's of all, many collaborations. All very famous stuff. The duo released their debut album, Jane Birkin, Serge Gainsbourg, in 69. She appeared in the controversial film, Je t'aime moi non plus, in 76, under Gainsbourg's direction. She kind of got canceled for a little while because of that. Oh. Um, so anyway, she she got known for being his girlfriend. There's other stuff here. Is he going to pump her stomach? No, he's going to just, like, call the cops, essentially. What a guy. And he sure is taking his time getting there and finding her. Well, to be fair, I mean, it takes a couple minutes to get up there. Uh-huh. This is like Danny Tessie's room. This is like uh, Neck of the Woods. Like you get up <laughs> on the stage. Uh, Ma'am, check out it's at 10, 10 a.m. I don't think he... <laughs> check out time is a... Yeah, you might be right. Um, I don't think he gets yet that she's... Up oh, now she'll... He's going to kiss her, but he'll see the bottle. I guess right. so, because he really takes his time. And then when he goes to get help, he doesn't just walk out the front door of their apartment. He gets up on the roof again. I mean, she's dying. Right. Really sad. It's a really depressing comedy. Turn up the music, because uh, he's, he's doing a soliloquy. Oh, no. It's like a silent movie. What's this? Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought uh, you were going to hear the the sitar music. All right, you could turn it down. It's, silent, it's silent movie music. Should have somehow realized what you were not to do. I don't believe that anybody eats the fleas off. You. Okay, look, it's locked. So I'm wrong. He was going to go out the front door. By now, you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. I don't believe that anybody. 
So he's supermanning it back to his hole. He's fixing a hole. Uh, the rain gets it. And he will. Oh, yeah. He'll go out into the hall. <laughs> Look at that. He'll oh, go out the hall. Go, turn, up the sound. turn up the sound. This is him going <laughs> for help. Now look, no, it's not. It's it's mouth to mouth resuscitation, which doesn't really make sense for taking pills. But that's what we're right. seeing. That's not really the message. Well, right. You shouldn't use your tongue when you mouth to mouth resuscitate. <laughs> yeah, you should put your phone down. Be the cop. Uh, the cop, right? Yeah, that's the Bobby hat. Oh, he's looking at it. You know, yeah, maybe, he's uh... not even over there. Oh, no. Carl, why are they taking the nice lady in the stretcher with the They're taking her to the hospital. She's fine. Oh. She isn't fine yet. He's worried. I love how he's not worried that the cops might re realize he's been peeping. Scientists. Oh, hey. That's oh, look, right. he's like Albert Einstein. He's stuck right. It's so obvious, right? And see, it said Harrison. Yeah. Oh! Here Good we go. Turn it up, turn it up. He gets a... Oh. Okay, that's good. Oh, my microscope, just where I left it. Hey, somebody has been playing with my microscope. I had it on 3X. <laughs> and it's on... 4x. I'm looking at you, nearsighted Joe. <laughs> now, he looks he in the. Yeah. So, this is what I. First of all, I don't have a lot of harshness for this film, but he doesn't get the girl in the end. He does save her life. He saves her life. But he stays in his world. And he still isn't, he's still distanced from her. You see what I mean? Like, the film's going to end without it really resolving. He's got nothing to peep on anymore. You know, right. it, it's, it doesn't. He's, doesn't he finds it, she's everywhere in the universe of, of amoebas, right? I guess. So the thing is, he's he still will linger on his history. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't satisfying end. I think a, 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 you know, like a woman wants to see you in her hospital room immediately. She called for you, you know, and it would be a thank you scene. Uh, we didn't get any of that. Does she know he saved her? I don't think so. Well, well I mean, is... she must from the paper. This must be bittersweet from the paper. His face is there. But this is a bittersweet ending. Like, he's a stalker. It's kind of toxic because this one-sidedness of, like, he's obsessed with her. But he also, say, you know, saves her and then and lets it be, you know? No refunds. No refunds. Do you saw the sign when you bought your ticket? 
No oh, refunds. No Thank you for ending credits. Thank you for shopping. Thank you for going to Cannes. Relax, <laughs> sit back, enjoy the show. Carl, what'd you think of Wonder Wall from 1968? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very, very much. I thought it was a good film and I thought it was an interesting soundtrack. You don't agree with that, I understand. I haven't heard the soundtrack, but I think it's a really interesting film. I, I'm not. I get a little. I get a little tired sometimes of films about like guys obsessed with women and have to follow them around. But uh, this was kind of pretty layered, and I love. I love the pool. Something like this would be so static and so de deadening, but for some reason they're interspersed, interspersals, and their background, interstitials, and and the background. It just added to the film. I haven't seen a film do that before. Yeah. Uh, and and pull it off. So uh, kudos. Kudos to Wonderwall. Uh, yeah. Interesting movie. How about that? And all the lights I need is there Our next week's movie is called All Star. Somebody was Don't told me. me. World is gonna roll me. Not the brightest bulb in the bright bulb. Oh, right. Next week's movie is Rude. It's from 2015. Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? What other songs can we just bury? I'm gonna bury that song. Well, uh, she's the boss. She's the boss. Oh, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mick Jagger. Well, I'm next. Lucky in love. Yes, I got it. That's a, that movie had an effect on me. It won't leave me. That movie did have an effect on me. I, I don't think I, after watching Running Out of Luck, the Mick Jagger movie on the show, my life's gone downhill. I'm not attracted to Tommy Chung's daughter anymore. Oh, the things he had to go through. <laughs> Carl, next week, we'll be back next Sunday here on Mini Radio, 2 p.m. We're also be in your podcast feed every Sunday. I'm just hiccuping away aren't you well. really gonna say the movie next week i am but I, i'm drawing a plank of what it is i know I oh, told you. um it's um peter fonda and, oh, and jerry reed yeah yeah and it's highball highballing highball 78 was it yeah oh my god the trailer is classic hi i'm jerry reed i'm here on the set of my new movie highballing Should oh peter fonda's out let's see we're gonna have to listen to it I'm P I, this is Jerry Reed here. I just said, hey, good buddy. 10-4, good buddy. I'm, so this is, of course, one of the great, great, great really? trends of American history. When it comes to comes to fads and not knock truckers, God bless the truckers and the CVs and the, the high life. So here's a movie called Highballing. The film archives has the trailer. The trailer Arch itself is unique because the actor plays it. All right, so uh, and we get this going, and that will be next week's movie is High Balling H I G H, not hyphen hyphen B A L L I N apostrophe apostrophe open Nin parentheses open parentheses nineteen seventy eight close parentheses. All right, Carl, we're gonna listen to the trailer. Uh, it's a classic. Uh, in three, two, one, go. Oh, I should put the volume. I got to push him to go 18 degrees down the highway. But 
they're a tough breed, them dudes. They make a 900 mile run in the blizzard look like a trip to church. Hi, this is Jerry Reed. Hi, this is Jerry. shooting a motion picture about some of these good boys. Rookie and the bandit. Whoa! Explosion! Ah, there's an eyeball there. I do, Gordon. I don't do anal sex. I'm always highballing. What is that? That's for a hurry up on the low. You take that extra pedal and you stick it up where the sun don't shine. Whoa! Gary! Reverend! That's this suit. Peter Father of Mosa. She's the one you boys It's a hazard. Hey. pictures yeah okay no this second take fellas I'm, I'm jerry lee i'm leaving the sound booth i'm all done with my film i did it i talked about the film highballing my buddy to uh peter fonda i mentioned he plays rave and he's on a motorcycle he's, he's crazier than a crazy crazy on a crazy day he's crazier than jerry reed reading copy in the sound booth <laughs> well that's well, a back here Yo, come on back. Oh, we got it. And hey, look at that. We got a lady wearing us some lingerie, huh, fellas? Something for That's, everybody in this film. I'm not going to lie. That's the only reason why I want to watch this movie now. I think that was fantastic. Carl, we're going to be watching Highballing. We'll be highballing next week, guys. So make sure you wear something comfortable. And we can't wait to see you next week on LWAFLMOYT. Let's watch a full length movie on you. With Mike Spiegelman Let's watch a full length Movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman It's been over one 
Chinese noodles, and German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. That's the French duh, not the Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael This is Anne-Marie, I'm from Vallejo, and I'm listening to Age in Christ. On Sundays. Ugly Sundays. Age in Christ. Peace, y'all. It's Amani J, Double and Radio and I'm just about to shout out Ugly Sundays with Age, Agezilla, and his boy, Christ One. Tune in. Started thinking, man. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the hood. It's Rashawn, and it's an ugly Sunday right now. I hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. It's it's a beautiful day to be ugly, and that's what we are doing today. That is what we are doing today, being ugly on a All right, baby, Sunday. you can call me in. This is Olivia from San Francisco, and I'm listening to Ugly Sundays with Agent Christ. Society's always telling women, know your worth, know your worth, know your worth. We act like men aren't supposed to know their worth. And people take issue when a man knows his worth. Men should know their worth just as much as a woman. You have to understand you have value here. You are just as important to this relationship as she is. So just as you need to give to her, she needs to give to you. It's a two-way street. And, and, and I think more importantly, you have to get to a point where you are not afraid if she walks away from you. Yeah. The reality is that men, especially good men, get caught up in the fear of losing her. They do everything in their power to keep her, not realizing that now, rather than losing her, you're losing yourself. It's Kyle from Berkeley. Right, you're listening you can to Ugly Sundays with Agent Christ. Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. Oh my God, is this Christ? Christ? Bukowski. Let me walk. Let me shine, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me style on him. Right. Hey, yo. Let me shine, bitch. I'm on the grind, doing everything just to get rich. Make cold classics, not pop hits. You a sucker, you probably would just never cop this. My city love me sometimes, hates the topic. Move units out the trunk like a drug product. Hustlers salute me, squares try to knock it. Sometimes I want to smack they face, talking that nonsense. Can't trip, their opinions don't pay my rent. Most of them are broke anyways, can't spend a cent. Half retarded, try to hit me with some intellect. Put the footwork in, fuck the internet. Ugly is how my confidence getting bitches wet. True facts in that statement, no lies I detect. Flyers, spiritually I'm fresh. Fresno, California, what up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep it grimy. Hey yo, what up? Hey yo. 
Let me walk on the road to success, try to hitchhike. They won't give me a lift, gotta do it on your own in this life that we live. Let me walk alone in the cold, searching for gold. Power walk one deep. 